When we talk about McDonald's combo meals, we talk about savory meat, golden fries, and your favorite drink. Now, the combo meals just got crispy, juicy, and tender with the new crispy chicken sandwich combo. And you have to try it. Get a classic or spicy crispy chicken sandwich with medium fries and a medium soft drink like Sprite for only six bucks. Promotion pricing may be lower than meal pricing. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbiter? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. Then he said to himself, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall say to myself, Now, as for you, you have so many good things stored up, many years, rest, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be, continued Jesus, for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm driving to Tampa yesterday, and it's not unique to Florida. But along the road, I don't know the main numbers of what those roads were. One, two, another one here, another one there, as we're going, even another one. And you know what they are. Huge orange storehouses. Are you familiar with them? How many have one? Oh, don't put your hand up because then you'll be embarrassed for whatever, everything else I'm going to say. But you know what they are, those huge storehouses, because so many people have so many things that they can't fit those things in their homes, so they get storehouses very reminiscent of today's gospel. You would think that the creator of those storehouses read the gospel and said, I know what I'll do for those people who have so much grain, so many possessions, so many things that they want to store and think one day they'll take to heaven with them. I know I'll start a business of storehouses and I'll, they'll come in and they'll store their stuff and forget it's there and then they'll lose it to the, those people on, on TV and those bounty hunters, whatever you call them, the hoarder people. They get them and they sell them cheap online. You know all that stuff. I'd like to talk about not the guy who came to Jesus and said, tell my brother to share the inheritance. I'd like to talk to the guy who would not share the inheritance. 
Yet Jesus is right, of course. Be careful of greed. Be careful of having too much and the greed to hold on to it. So the guy who came to Jesus is using Jesus as a judge and arbiter, yes. And Jesus was the local rabbi, he was respected, so his opinion was respected. So that, that, that's not unusual. But Jesus says, why are you asking me to do what you already should do? But let's go to the brother who wouldn't share. And you know what? Regrettably, I know a lot of them who inherited, who have the main uh, rights of the beneficiary, and who squeak, 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 don't share with their brothers and sisters or with their neighbors or with the charities that they, the person who died asked them to share it with. And that squeak, squeak means greed. And they don't want to give it up. And that happens commonly in the history of the world. We have people who, who've owned countries and didn't want to give them up, didn't want to give freedom up. So they go to battle. You know the histories of all those. But Jesus, uh, Jesus is talking to this guy. I want to turn around and look at the brother who had the right and the responsibility to share everything that the father left to him. And I specifically father because, regrettably, in the time of Jesus, the inheritance went to the oldest son, not the mother, and no one else unless the son decided to dole it out to the rest. So it was up to the son to take care of his mother and the rest of his family and the flocks and all the possessions. So I want to talk about that greedy one, the one who had it all, the rich one. And I think we can identify with him. Look where we are. We're in Florida. Socioeconomically, you're in a good area geographically, a good area, I presume. We're all pretty comfortable here. We have neighbors of various economic uh, distinctions around us. So there's a nice mix here. But for the one who is so greedy, and you know what, I'm not concerned with the greed of things so much as the greed of selfishness, uh, the greed of not caring, the, the greed of, of just being able to control. And in our society, there are so many levels of people, regrettably, those who are economically lesser than us, regrettably, so often we think we can control because they're not up to my standards. This, there's a word I'd say to, to them, which is bull, but I can't say the second part of it. I think you can read my mind, read my lips. Because people get into a position that they forget who they are. We're made in the image of God. And St. Paul talks, yeah, he's talking to those who were just baptized in his book and, and very respectful of, of Ecclesiastes. We'll talk about that in a second. Paul is saying, you know, you have Jesus Christ. And in having Jesus Christ, you have all. So those of us who are Christian are called to a higher responsibility of doling out what we own not only of possessions, but our attitude, dole out the correct attitude toward our sisters and brothers, whoever they are, above or below socioeconomically. We have the responsibility of reflecting Jesus Christ. And you're not going to get any rewards. Look, that was his reward. The cross, 
and the resurrection. The proof that he's with us and expects us who follow him to reflect on what Paul is saying to, to, to people who were just baptized, put Christ on so that when he returns, you will appear with him in glory. And we only put Christ on at the end of our lives if we live with Christ now in our lives, the attitude of Christ. And you know, it's funny, the reading from Kohelet, it's, it's, a, it's part of the, what we call the wisdom literature of, of scriptures, and it's not really optimistic if you, if you listen to it carefully. He calls everything vanity. The, the word is translated vanity, but you know what the word means? I mean, let me see you all do that. You're not doing it. Go like that. that, that thank you, thank you. And you know what it means? All is... It's air. It's, it's garbage. Everything around us is garbage. Now, he's a little depressing, this character. He says, you work all day, you go to sleep, and you die. You work all day, you accomplish things, you, 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 you gradually accumulate things, and somebody else gets them. And so this, this, his reading from Kahalath is like, ugh, you, you want to cut your wrists, but we have Christ. So when Christ touches us, when we live in Christ, nothing is, everything is glory. Everything is invitation to heaven. Everything is invitation to live Christ's life on earth. And that life of Christ is very clear. When we put him on in baptism, we're putting on the light of Christ. We're putting on the possessions of being a child of God. So no one is under us. No one is less than us. Whether we're Catholic, Muslim, non-Christian, atheist, doesn't matter. We have the responsibility as Christians, because we have Jesus Christ, to share him, of course, evangelize as much as possible, of course, to pray for one another, of course, but to be respectful of what people desire and earn and need and require. Go back to that greedy son who had it all. He had the obligation, as we do, to share of our abundance. It's easy to say, write a check and do that, put a nice collection in the basket. That's, that's okay. But to continuously put that into action outside in the world, to give of our abundance, and the, the phrase the church likes to use in reference to collection is time, treasure, and talent. But you know what? They're, they're three T's that make a difference. To share of our time, to share of our treasure, to share of everything we have, our talent. Volunteering here at the parish. Giving the various... Deacon is here, he's involved with Hope, Hope House here in the diocese which takes care of the homeless, and is a whole community that the diocese has set up. Penelope's Hope, I gotta give the good, correct credit. Penelope's Hope. And the dignity in which the diocesan um, committees treat those people who live there is wonderful. And there are people, I'm gonna say it, you wouldn't want to live next door to you because you're such a snob. It's true. But the church opens its doors, and you and I are part of the church. 
So you and I have to open our doors, the doors of our homes, the doors of our hearts, the doors of our treasures, the doors of our, our Christian love. No, I don't, I'm not going to say invite people off the street into your home. That's nuts. We can't do that. Maybe in another time we could have done it. Now we can't. So don't, don't even go there. So they are doing it for us. Penelope's Hope is doing that for us. Another kind of charity that the church has built into our structure to address that greedy son who won't part with what he has. So the church comes forward and shows us how to share. Bills for the homeless. Collect food. How often do you collect food here? How often local parishes collect the food? Forget for the holidays. You, you, of course you're going to do that. But on a regular basis, the, the DePaul societies that you have in the diocese. And, and there are so many different charities. Why? Because in all of us, there's a little bit of that greedy little son. We've got to face it. Why do we start Mass asking God mercy, Christ mercy? Because we know that about ourselves. We're not condemned. We've been given promise. We come here to ask the Lord to strengthen us, to open our hearts and minds and, and our souls to one another. And I'm not talking only about those out there. Our guest, Bishop Matthew, is from Nigeria. I'm not asking you to open your hearts and souls only to those in other countries. Start right there where you are. Start in the pew next to you. All of us need to do that. By giving of our hearts, our soul, our talent, our time, our kindness, our respect. None of us are better than anybody else. We've got to accept that. Jesus Christ, the night before he died, showed it. What did he do? He washed the dirty feet of his apostles. It was no accident. He knew what he was doing. Now, okay, right now, 21st century, we're not being asked necessarily, unless we're in the, a nursing home or healthcare facility, to wash the feet of, of someone in our families or friends or neighbors. No, maybe specifically that, but the idea is there that we should have no... No greed in our hearts. We should have no idea that I'm too good for fill in the blank. Now, make it very clear. You are very special. Jesus died for every one of us. Make it very clear that God looks at every one of us as a treasure. God looks at every one of us as worthy of his son's blood. So if only one of us was here, Jesus would have come and died for you. So let's, let's make it clear. We have a little bit of mm, in us, a little bit of negativity in us. We all do. That's why we have the idea of original sin, and that's why we have baptism. That's why we have confession. We all have that little bit of greed in, inside of us. But we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus calls us to imitate him, not that greedy son, because after all, God's going to look you in the eye at the end. Where is it? Where's, where's all the stuff you accumulated? Where's all the reasons that you weren't willing to share or love? Where, where is that? If it's not here with you, there's, there's a place for you, but it ain't in heaven. I ain't saying you're going to hell. That's up to Jesus. And as they, they always say, I've never seen a hearse followed by a pickup truck filled with possessions. It'll never happen. 
Because if they are, then they're going to be buried like the pharaohs, thousands of years, and it's all going to turn to dust. God loves us. We're his treasures. Let's live as his treasures, sharing of our abundance. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. When someone first comes in and you see that discouragement on their face, they've tried so many different products but nothing seemed to work for them, I'm able to take that disappointment and that pain and turn it into hope. You're listening to Mallory, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. And they try the art supports. It's a light up moment. You see their face brighten up. They go from feeling discouraged to being happy and hopeful again. For over 25 years, the Good Feet Store and our art support specialist have been helping folks live the life they love without foot, knee, hip, or back pain getting in the way. That's why this job is so important. You're helping people, getting back into the activities that they've wanted to do for a long time, doing the things that they love to do with their Good Feet Art Supports. We're able to help them and take them from the pain to the possibilities, and I love it. The Good Feet Store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com.